A global pandemic forced us to close the labs and pause experiments. But for our lab, science has always been about building community. So today, we're chatting with fellow researchers about their experiences in lockdown. I'm Andrew Pelling, and you're listening to Quarantimes. Hello, members of the isolation population. Today on our show is an OG PhD student by the name of Dan Modulevsky. He's a fermentation king and the co-founder of Spiderwort. Thanks for being here, Dan. Hi, thanks for having me. So Dan, tell us a little bit about your role at the lab. So I'm a PhD student at the Pelling Lab, uh, hopefully finishing up soon. I've been involved with the uh, Apple uh, decelerization projects and uh, some other projects like that. The way I started at the Pelling Lab was actually in, um, uh, in my undergrad. I took Andrew's course. He had, he, it was the only course actually that had flyers just randomly attached to um, throughout the science buildings. And it's like, do you, do you want to control cells with an app or something like that? And I'm like, this kind of seems weird. And I took it and uh, Andrew came in and I think the first two lectures we watched a movie instead of actually doing anything. I'm like, this is a class for me. And uh, yeah, at the end of the semester, uh, I asked to be in his, uh, to volunteer in the lab and he hasn't been able to get rid of me since. Yeah, I don't think he'll be able to get rid of me either. Um, But because of quarantine, are you getting any data analysis done at home for your research project? I'm trying to, yeah. Um, right. I'm trying to do some analysis as we speak, uh, uh, some writing too. It's a bit tougher to work from home than it is from the lab, but uh, yeah, I think, like, um, I have the the goal of graduating this, well, submitting this summer, so that's what's keeping me motivated to work. Yeah, I bet. Um, so that means you have all your data collection done? Yeah, like, while you're look, analyzing and looking at the data... Like, you're just like, ah, oh, I could fix this and just make my life or image it a little differently. And I'd be able to save myself a lot of trouble, but I can't, which makes everything really annoying as well as uh, like, uh, yeah, there's always that uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. So like uh, you always look back and say, oh, I wish I just changed one parameter in, in the setting. It would have made life so much easier right now. And not having the microscope now is kind of annoying. It is, isn't it? And I can't really do any data collection for my project anyway, so I'm on the same boat as you. Um, but do you think you found any positives being in quarantine? Well, not taking the bus is fun. It's nice. Uh, that's good. The no commute. But uh, on the, the ride or drive to work is nice. That you can just kind of focus before you get into work as compared to now where it's just like, all right, I'm getting, like I walk to the office and all right, let's try to get, let's get something done, but it's not as focused as like walking in, seeing everyone working and, you know, working yourself. Yeah, the problem with working at home is there's so many distractions and you just have to be disciplined about it, unfortunately. But do you think that the isolation has given you time to focus on where you want to go with your career? I started grad school with the idea that I'd be a prof. Uh, I wanted to be a prof, um, but uh, that quickly crashed. It's just, um, I feel like the higher you get up, like as, as you become a prof, 
like the less science you actually get to do. So you, it's more like a manager position where you're like a, a leading position where you worry about budgets and hiring people and uh, less about actual like lab work and problem solving, which I think is the funnest part. Uh, also, you have to write grants and I can barely, I hate writing. So um, yeah, it's definitely that the role of in like the whole idea of going down the academic route I kind of turned away from very quickly, but and maybe uh, hopefully with Spiderwort and industry uh, in that role, go into science as more of a um, in a more leading role, but <clears throat> not that far away from actual wet work. Yeah, I like the wet work of grad school, honestly. But I hope that when I'm working in industry one day, I'm still able to do that wet lab work and just have a more managerial position. Yeah, exactly. That would that sounds ideal. Are there any specific things about being part of the lab that, you know, you're really proud of and you really appreciate now that you're kind of almost at the other side? Thinking that we've started a kind of new field of um, kind of uh, regenerative medicine and biomaterials, in that sense, it's what, like when we started this crazy project, it's what we dreamed about doing and now it's being accepted by people and other labs are uh, are, uh, are following our protocols, so that that's interesting for sure, um, and it's impressive. Like, uh, uh, I definitely feel like I've contributed to science since in my small way. Uh, hopefully, it's this yeah, this technique is around for a while. That'd be cool. Those are some amazing accomplishments. So I'm really happy that. Even though, you know, it's been a tough journey, you've at least been able to look back and say, wow, I've actually accomplished so much. But that being said, are you at all afraid about the future? <laughs> yeah, every, uh, you know, our degrees are so specialized that I feel like, oh, there's only spiderwort that's really interested in someone who cuts uh, vegetables to decelerize them, luckily. Uh, so it's, it's it's kind of scary to think that we spend so much time working on such a specialized uh, and, and of course a specialized and um, techniques that aren't really general. But um, at the same time, like I look at it as uh, the PhD is just like a way of thinking that I definitely see the approaches to other uh, jobs for sure. And I've seen like a lot of scientists uh, that I know of like uh, Dr. Charles Curry, who was like a postdoc, and Sebastian Hegentonio, who like were able to apply their uh, knowledge and techniques, but like in a business field and are doing very well, like using that scientific approach, but in a completely different field. Would you be open to using your skills in a different field? Like, um, let's say cellular agriculture, which basically aims to produce agricultural products uh, using cell culture. Yeah, for sure. Actually, my go-to when I'm really stressed is just imagining in becoming a farmer so yeah i'm sure if you were a farmer you'd have so much time to do your fermentation hobbies um i know that you're fermenting a starter for your sourdough right now do you want to talk a little bit about that so the bread i like to make is uh, sourdough which uses a mother culture and it's a uh, uh it's ba bacteria and yeast combined together and uh and i really like the idea of like kind of hacking their powers to make 
a re- like a bread that's fermented, as well as uh, like for uh, for kombucha, which uses the scoby, uh, which is another kind of uh, bacteria in yeast uh, culture, and uh, the same you you kind of put in sugar and it using their hacking their uh, power, you can use it to carbonate your drinks that kind of mimic soda pop that I have an affliction for. So it's, 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 that's why I really like the idea of hacking them. And, and it's also an experiment where you can kind of uh, put it on the side and then forget about it. And then the results are even better when you forget about it, which is nice. <laughs> I wish that I had something that did that for my experiments and then they would just work on their own too. Yeah, it's uh, like when you work on your PhD, it's, it's such an abstract, large kind of project that like at the end of the day, you don't really have like um, anything to show for it. Like you could work all day on data analysis, but at the end of the day, you have a spreadsheet. It's not, it's, it's like it's a soft victory. It's, there's nothing really there. But when you make bread and you spend all day like, folding it like first you like uh, proofing it and then at the baking it you have like something real something like concrete that you can be like oh wow this is this is good yeah i think that's exactly why you and me are the type of people that enjoy wet lab work because we get that instant reward but for you when you do all your little fermentation projects do you like it because of that biohacking aspect or is it because that you love kombucha and bread <laughs> Definitely the science hacking aspect. So before I even started making kombucha, I made a controllable uh, heat bed for the kombucha, the vats, so I can control like what temperature is and when to run them. So like I only ran them at night because the hydro is lower. And then uh, so it's definitely a DIY part. And also the fact that um, um, it's functional, right? So I, I get kombucha at the end. Uh, um, I've also just recently made a fermented hot sauce which is pretty good oh dope how does that taste uh it's more it has like a weirder flavor more tangy compared to like frank's red hot sauce which is just hot kind of flavorless this one's kind of there's a weird flavor to it it's hard to describe but it's also hot so yeah maybe you can take your career there like engineering hot sauces for hot ones yes of course yeah (laughs) it sounds like you should have been an engineer yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of my friends who had, who are engineers, are now off buying cottages and second houses, and I'm uh, still in grad school. Yeah. But you don't regret joining the lab, do you? Of course not. No, it's yeah. It's been it, it, it's been like a little great. Uh, it's it's tough at times, but like like uh, good things should be tough, right? And, like. People are saying not many people finish their PhDs or do a PhD. So if it was easy, everyone would have it. A hundred percent. And we always have to pat ourselves on the back for the effort that we do put in. Are you excited to finish up though? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I hope it'll be happy. But then at the same time, I'm a little scared that'd be like, all right, that's done. And such a big part of my life is now over. Like what's next? you know, kind of idea, which is kind of scary to think about, but I don't, well, I want to, <laughs> I want to be finished. So, uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let those thoughts hold me back. 
Well, we'll get we'll reach that bridge when we get to it. Yes, the only bridge we've gotten to right now is finishing this episode. But with that, thank you so much for being on the show, Dan. Thanks for having me. To our listeners, stay tuned for more podcast episodes. There's many more coming your way. I'm Nikki McGilliver, and catch you next time on Quarantimes. <laughs>